Lemberg came to visit the Tanzarov. He's a wealthy man. And the Tanzarov said to him, did you hear about the Melamed? There's a rabbi in Lemberg who's trying to make a chastan and he can't get the money together. You know about him? He said, no. He says, how come you don't know about him? I'm here and I've heard about him. And you live in Lemberg, you don't know about him? He says, tell you the truth, I run a very successful business. I work very hard. And every spare moment I get, I'm busy learning. So the Rebbe says to him, well, he must be a Tamachacham. He smiled. He felt very good. The Rebbe is telling him Tamachacham. The Rebbe said to him, can you perhaps help me with the Rashi? I've got difficulty with the Rashi. He says, yes, yeah, we, yeah sure. Which, which Rashi? He says, in Parashas Vayeshev, the Apostle tells us, Vayimtzoyehuish, man found him, Vayimtzoyehbesodeh. Yosef was lost. So he asked him, Matavakesh, what are you looking for? Rashi tells him, Rashi tells him, Ish, who is this man? This man is Malach Gavriel. In Parshas Vayishlach, you have also an Ish there. Vayoevik Ish Imoy, a man fought with him. Rashi tells us, who is this Ish? Sarah So the Rebbe asked the man, how is it that Rashi knew this Ish is Gavriel and this one's Shalesov? What told Rashi? How does he know which one's which? So the man said, I don't know, but you have a pshat? He says, I think pshat is like this. If you look at the one in Pash Vayeshev, this man, he meet the, the Ish, meets up with Yosef, and what does he say to Matavakesh? How can I help you? What can I do for you? Ah, oh, that's Malach Gavriel. He's looking to help him. The one in Pash Vayeshev, he asked him, what did he tell him? Shalcheni ki ala I haven't got time now. I have to go. It's my turn. I have to go and say Shira to Rabbi Shleilam. Somebody who hasn't got time to help another Yid, he's too busy with his own Ruchnias, that's sorry, Shalesov. And I imagine the story ends, the man got the message. In Hanukkah, we see this in you as well about looking out and helping another person. And even if it means sacrificing for yourself. There's a Machlekas Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, You cannot light from one candle to another. And Shmuel says, Rav says, Why not? It's because you makrish the ner. It looks like you're make, taking away from that first ner in order to light the second one. You take away from that, from that mitzvah. So why isn't Shmuel isn't concerned about it at all. Why not? Because Shmuel felt it's kadai to weaken yourself, to weaken one light in order to light up somebody else. It's worth taking away. Strengthen another year is the most important thing you could do. And normally in Allah we pass like Rav. And this is one of the few exceptions we pass like Shmuel. An important lesson for us, which is Nege Mamish Lalach and Nochas Because Nochas Chanukah is what happens if you have enough candles to, to light Mahadrin? You've got night, the fourth night, you've got four to light. And that's all you have four. Your friend doesn't have any to light. What do you do? You have to take away from your mitzvah, from your mahadrin, and you have to give it to your friend, that he should be able to do his mitzvah. You, know, you have to sometimes sacrifice even your ruchnius and koshkein, your gashmias, to help somebody else. And that is also, we look, as that is what brings leadership in Klai Yisrael as well. You look at the Yavonim, and the Yavonim were koinim. Koinim are totally dedicated to Klai Yisrael. They're sitting, they're learning, they don't have a mock of their own land. They're allowed to wear sharpness when they do the avoider. Sounds very strange. You expect during the avoider to wear a shamal and bekesha, a kapota, wearing 
Shabnas, something osa. Pshat is, because Shabnas is only osa if you're getting Hanor from it. And they're demonstrating, we do the avoid of a Klad Yisrael. There's no Hanor, no Zech. It's not for ourselves at all. It's totally for the Rabbani Shleinim and for Klad Yisrael. And it was those Koinim that won the battle against the Ivonim. Very strange that Koinim fought this battle. You would expect to be, it's very rare that you see Koinim. It's not their job to do this. But the reason, of course, is because who were the Ivonim? The Ivonim were the exact opposite of that. They believed in worship of the human body. They believe Brismila is a mutilation of that perfect human body. It's all brought up themselves. The Olympics, running the sports, that was all the They worshipped the human body. So the Kainim were the ones that defeated them. We see also Baragadoylem as well. Gary Turgo is a famous Gavir in big Baldstock in Detroit. And he once in- introduced a philanthropist to Rishmul Kamenevsky. And this man was very excited about it because he'd never met somebody of the caliber, a rabbi, the caliber of Rishmul Kamenevsky. And before he met with him the day before, he read the whole book of Rabbi Kamenevsky. He was very excited about meeting him. And then he met with him. The next day he called Gary Turgo to thank him. He says it was so wonderful. He was, he was like, somebody, he left such an impression on me. So he said to him, what, gave, what was the greatest impression he left on you? And he said, I could see he was a real leader. Because I talked to him for over an hour, and not once did he say the word I. Let's contrast that with a leader in America we had, a fellow by the name of Obama. This was in 2000, April 2017, an AP report. And it said, Obama gave a speech in Germany about community leadership and civic engagement. And the Berliners discovered that the topic of interest of Barack Obama's talk was totally Barack Obama. He mentioned himself 467 times in that speech. He had many records. He broke the record in that speech. Over 300 times he said the word I. And then in 2017, he'd already written four biographies. I don't know how that works, because how much does it change? Very much focused himself. Claudius soul is different. We're out there to help others. You look at the beginning of this week's parasha, that Yosef is riding high. He's on top of the world. He's the favorite son. Gets explained past him. By the end of the parasha, Nebuch, he's at the bottom of a pit. The beginning of next week's parasha, he's at the bottom of the pit. Beginning of the case. By the end of the parasha, he's on top of the world again. What happened over here? So look, all these parashas are about dreams. In the beginning of parashas by Yeshev, Yosef are much focused on dreams. Whose dreams? His own dreams. You focus on your own dreams, he land up at the bottom of the pit. At the end of the parsha, he comes to the Psalm He's worried about other people's dreams. He's helping other people. You know, when you worry about other people, beginning of Mikates, Paris dream. You're with other people, you land up on top of the world. This is a powerful lesson when it comes to Hanukkah. Less focus on oneself, less focus on the Zich, and look what we can do to help other people.